B-I-A, B-I-A, welcome back to the B-I-A College Football Podcast. It's your boy, Huji. that's Phil. We are feeling good, feeling good about stuff that's happening on the field. Um, Also feeling good about some news (laughs) that's happening up north. Um, I see you got your spy spy goggles on, Phil. I hope that you're not... um, <clears throat> buying any any games in your name and your credit card name um, on your Venmo account. My Venmo is private um, because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, Michigan is under some heat. They are in the fire right now. Uh, they are on a bye week, uh, football wise, but um. They are not on a bye week when it comes to an NCAA investigation about their program, in particular, a staffer named Connor Stallions. Uh, I was thinking earlier today, man, you know, some of those news stories, it's like, man, I'm so happy I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm not that guy right now. Um, he has been accused of basically stealing signs using uh pretty much cell phone technology, recording uh, other team sidelines, going to their games. In particular, uh, why does this matter for us? Because obviously this is our biggest rival. We could have possibly beat them the past two seasons, some people say. I don't want to get caught up into that. Just want to talk about basically how we're feeling about this as we know that on November 25th, that this is the team that we're going to play the Saturday after Thanksgiving. We've been looking forward to this. Um, they have nat- both teams have national championship aspirations that are realistic, but we know that only one team can come out of the Big Ten East and head into that Big Ten championship game, and possibly two teams from the Big Ten East can go into uh the playoff but get having said all that given what michigan has been accused of doing phil what what's your take on the michigan manifesto um you know i you know we talked earlier today and and you were talking about how you were tired of seeing the story and i agree Uh, i mean i I had to mute the word Michigan today on Twitter because I just I'm tired of seeing it. Like as much as I love to see them in the news for something bad, as much as I love to see the name of Jim Harbaugh uh, run through the mud as much as any other, you know, God fearing American. I am a little over it at this point because, you know, with news, the way news works in real life is that things don't develop you know, every three hours just because you're on your phone every three hours. Now, this story, I will say, has been developing very fast, where there actually is, you know, uh, developments. There has been at least every day uh, this week um, since the the story first broke. But at this point, it's going to obviously start to slow down in terms of revealing things, and people are not going to slow down in terms of talking about it. So that's, that's whether you hate Michigan and you are, you know, starting to piece together every play from every game they've had in the last two years and 
what plays would have gone differently or whether you're a Michigan fan and you're just trying to deny or, or trying to minimize and downplay cheating um, or, or, or reverse it, downplay it, try to make it expand it and say that everybody's doing the same thing you're doing. Um, it's just a little getting a little old already. And so I am definitely believing Michigan did it would be very clear. They did it. Whatever they said they did, they did. But um, I am not of the of the camp that I'm ready to like say at this point that you know that we would have won the games we lost against them um, because of that. It's definitely possible, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm personally not at that point yet. But I also am at a point where you know there's a lot of questions about what's going to happen to them this season, if anything, or next season, and. While I would want them to be punished this season because that would be, you know, amazing, I want to play them really bad. Like, I want to play them. Uh, I'm excited to see our defense travel to Ann Arbor and see what they can do. I'm excited to possibly be the stumbling block for them getting the playoff to kill J.J. McCarthy's uh, play, uh, Heisman hopes. Like, I, I want him to go in as the front runner and then throw three picks and just watch the odds just, like, crumble like I want all of that so um I don't know what punishment would be like harsh enough to feel like they got what they deserved but also still like make sure we get to play that game so maybe that's like a a postseason ban but I definitely don't want their season to be over um so that's kind of where I'm at right now I, I want them to suffer but I also want them to suffer on the field against Ohio State for me it's everything you said and the one name I've been paying attention to based on what you said, news doesn't get updated every 30 minutes, every hour, every three hours for a consistent story. Like you said, this one has been developing a lot faster than some other stories. But the one name I'm looking at, let me make sure I say this correctly, Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten. I have not seen a whole lot come out from the commissioner's office of the Big Ten. I am really curious to see what comes out in the next few weeks because, as we know, the NCAA – they're going to do the investigation. It's going to take months for them to basically investigate, come to a conclusion, figure out what punishment there can be. But the Big Ten can act swiftly. However, I don't know if the Big Ten is investigating Michigan. Are you aware of that? I mean, I know that, like we said, stuff is has been developing, but... To your knowledge, is the Big Ten investigating Michigan yet? Um, no, I think that they said that, you know, they basically could do an investigation of their own. Um, and I think the question still is unresolved in terms of if the NCA is investigating simultaneously, you know, would they be sharing things, you know, or would the you know Big Ten have to kind of do their own investigation? Like how much crossover how much are they just going to borrow from the work of who was already, whether it's the reporters or the NCAA um, versus doing their own thing from start to finish. I think that's still unresolved, but yeah, they have the ability and power we know to have their own investigation and to 
um, to instate penalties if they want to. Yeah. And the, and the two reasons I'm, I'm looking at Tony Petiti. One, Northwestern, Minnesota to a very small degree, Michigan State, and now Michigan. This is the fourth team who has basically been in the spotlight for some not so good reasons. Two, to a point that you said, you know, instead of making this into like a thing of everybody because they're doing it, everybody else is doing it. And that's why nobody's necessarily coming out. My thing is, is just that what else is going to come out could possibly come out from this based on other teams. And that's, that includes Ohio state. We don't want, and I know that the big 10 does not want there to be this reality where the big 10 has zero teams in the college football playoff. I think to my knowledge, I mean, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe every single year the Big Ten has had a team in the college football playoff, except for the year, except, no, I think, I think they've had a team almost, if, if, if we haven't had a team, it may be only one year, maybe one, but I'm pretty sure that every single year the Big Ten has had at least one team in the college football playoff. And the only other conference that can say that is the SEC. And I, I know that it's not like a necessarily a conference war, um, but this thing talks, man. Money, money talks. And we know that when a conference, when a team basically makes the playoff, if they're not an independent, then all the, all the other teams share that money, uh, share that revenue of being in the playoff. So, um yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Big Ten does. Yeah, I did I did check real quick because I was thinking 2017 stands out to me uh, as a year that it didn't happen. 2017, Ohio State finished fifth and Wisconsin finished sixth. So there ended up being no um, no Big Ten schools in there. Okay. Uh, the Clemson, of course, ACC, Oklahoma, Alabama, and Georgia that were three and four. Um it's kind of it's kind of wild how quickly college football landscape changes. Um, just think about it. It's, it changes and stays the same, right? Those four schools are maybe all possibly in it this year, but seeing Georgia and Alabama come in as three and four is kind of wild. But I will say, um, yeah, you're, the money is definitely true, and that's another reason why they're not gonna they would never cancel to me the Ohio State Michigan game. It's literally the biggest game of the sport of college football, which makes it one of the biggest games of television sports period in a year. So this year, if anything, this just brings more drama to that game. So if you're a TV programmer, if you are Fox, then this is great. I don't think people are going to turn off a TV and say, oh, I'm not going to watch this game because Michigan cheated. I think instead you're going to see people who either want to see Michigan prove that they can do it without cheating or people want Michigan to lose and basically be penalized in that way and be embarrassed and have everybody say, see, look, see what they, they couldn't beat them with without cheating, which won't be necessarily true, but absolutely. Will I tweet that? I will. <laughs> well, we knew that coming into the season that in the big 10, <clears throat> you've got the big three, you've got Ohio state, Penn state and Michigan. Um, we knew that coming into this, we were going to have to uh, tackle, um, no pun intended, 
the <laughs> we were gonna have to tackle a big challenge in Penn State, and tackle we did. We did more than tackle. Um, we, our defense definitely carried us into that game, and so just moving forward, wanting to give a vibe check on where we see Ohio State coming off of this twenty to twelve victory in Columbus against the Nittany Lions going into uh, a week nine matchup with the Wisconsin Badgers uh, in Madison. Awesome game. It lived up to, it lived up to some drama, I would say um, in terms of it being a close game for the most part um, for a good majority of the game. Penn State was underwhelming on offense. Give a lot of credit to our to our defense. They Penn State just didn't do anything different. I, I will say that I was a little shocked before the game on Fox. Uh, their head coach, um, gosh, I my, his first name escapes me right now. <laughs> James Franklin. He basically was being interviewed and he was saying, you know, he was really tight, man. Like he was real tight. Like Mark Ingram on big noon, he, he's, you know, James Franklin had on his shades and Mark Ingram was like, Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Coach, you looking fly in the shades. James Franklin. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Like he was, it was just kind of like weird. Right. And he gets asked this question by someone on the set of big noon and, uh, basically, he said, "Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about, you know, let's let's air it out, let's let's you know loosen up, let's throw it down the field." He's like, "Why would we change anything that's been working?" And I was like, "I told talked to you about this before the game started." I'm like, "A, he might be bluffing. B, if he's not bluffing, if he's telling the truth, we got him. We got him because I mean that that there was and and that's what they did for the most part up until like basically they went down the field a few times." Um, there was one in particular, one particular play I remember they uh, threw it to a tight end for about a 20, 25 yard uh, gain. And I think they, and I know that they only got a field goal out of that possession. But man, everything else was dink and dunk. And they weren't even hitting those inaccurate passes by Drew Aller. Our defense stepped up, defensive line played out of their minds. Um, we, you know, didn't have Denzel Burke. They did a great job offensively. We still we scored enough. <laughs> that's that's what I'll say. I, I'm a, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to take all of it. So on the vibe check, where are you at on the Penn State uh, game, Phil? Uh, yeah, it feels good to win that kind of game. I mean, that's a big game. That's a game that going in, you have a lot of people telling you that you're going to lose. You've got a lot of people saying this is the year that Penn State gets it done, gets over the hump, and so to come out and prove why you are the standard um is i think big time so yeah it was um it was a gritty game as you mentioned defense played amazing i i I haven't seen our defense play like that in a long time um that was just very impressive again in the biggest game of the year for them to play the best they've played you know that's actually really impressive that's what you want to see not just play as well but play actually better than you have against lesser opponents. And so um, I think before the game, we, I said, like, you know, we're going to see 
we have some some units who have good numbers against bad teams which team is going to actually have that translate in the biggest moment and our team had it translate in the biggest moment and use that confidence from from you know beating up on a team like purdue to say okay if we can do it then we can do it also against penn state uh offense vibes are a little iffy i will say there's been like this year has been a lot of talk about like our offense stalling because of play calling and i feel like this game i didn't really see much chatter about that i think for the most part people could see the plays were pretty good it's just the the (laughs) throws were a little off um but i think even though that's you know disappointing it does feel like fixable you know um i know there's questions about that but i I, to me it feels like it wasn't like oh kyle mccord just literally can't get the ball to that side of the field like kyle mccord doesn't have the arm talent to hit you know these it's like i don't see that i saw kyle mccord being late on a throw i saw him being high uh you know over the middle i saw him you know like those are things that are in terms of accuracy i think are fixable and he has shown the ability to be more accurate which makes me feel like he'll be able to do that again. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling um, great about defense, and I'm feeling uh, okay about the offense just because I feel like those issues are fixable. And they did make some improvements, like I said, in terms of the way the game was called that I think fans you know, have been asking for for the first half of the season. So speaking of um... – Speaking of uh, us putting up some points, let's look and look, go ahead and transition over to this next game here. Wisconsin, uh, some of the scores that I'm looking at here, uh, 31, they gave up 31 points to Washington State. Uh, Purdue scored 17 on them. Uh, <laughs> Iowa, the mighty offensive Iowa, uh, put up 15 and we don't even I can't really say that those were all offensive points either Iowa scores basically any way they can get it um <laughs> any way they can get it so they but anyways they put 15 points up against um Wisconsin so I'm looking at this and I'm saying if there's going to be a game you know I know that we looked at go went into that Purdue game saying we expected our offense to have a big game. They're going into Madison at night. You know, the traditional jump around happens in the third quarter uh, from the third going into the fourth quarter. It's going to be uh, it's going to be jumping. It's going to be jumping. But I hope that from that third and going to that fourth quarter, we know that the game is out of hand. Um, I definitely expect our defense to travel. Um, and Braylon Allen seems to be the only threat that basically these past few seasons, if we have had to play uh, Wisconsin coming out of the West, um, we know that, that he is, he was going to be a threat and he still could possibly be a threat. If we are sleepwalking in this game, he could possibly go for over a hundred yards. Um, he's, he's that talented, but um, what are your thoughts about this game coming up here in week nine? Man, I, I was, worried about this game um coming into the seasons felt like a trap game um i love when i'm picking other schools i love picking a trap game i love saying this is going to be a letdown game for other teams so i think i have to be fair and say that's certainly a possibility for ohio state after such a big win um 
on Saturday. But I just watching this Wisconsin team a few times this year. It's just offensively they're they're bad. Like they're that's the only, really no other way to say it. They're they're not good. Um, some of the other teams in the Big Ten West that we kind of assume Wisconsin is better than they're not better than those teams offensively. They're actually just not. Um, Brandon Allen is having a you know a decent year. He's got I think he's averaging like close to six yards per carry, but um, offensively that's not translating into um, that you know a dominant of a rushing performance for Wisconsin. Um, and so I think they're Wisconsin is sixty um, seventh in the country in terms of rushing yards and one hundred thirty third in terms of passing yards. So again, on neither side of the ball are they in the top fifty um, offensively. I'm feeling pretty confident in our ability to stop them, given our defense, even if we have an, a day less stellar than against Penn State. I think we'll still be able to hold them to a pretty low number. Offensively, I, I'm not necessarily feeling confident that we're going to you know, put on a show um, because there's really no reason for us to try to do that. So, yeah, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I just can't imagine this Wisconsin team outscoring – us um given our defense yeah my my biggest worry here in this game is just that everybody stays healthy we know about the before the game starts i'm so happy this is a a night game we don't have to wake up on saturday morning hearing uh travion henderson is not out is is basically not playing now i did see today we're we're basically recording this on a thursday Ryan Day did say that Travion Henderson is a full go. Yeah. Henderson, <laughs> him Henderson, let's continue. Agbuka and um, Burke are all expected to be a go on Saturday. And that's, okay. that's, I mean, keywords. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I honestly, if I had to bet money, I would not bet all three of them play. But I do think it's still, to me, it has to be a improvement that you go from last week saying game time, you know, we don't know. We, you know, we hope so game time decision to this week, being able to say they're expected to play. So that's like kind of move them up from questionable to probable. So yeah, they probably won't all play, but it does seem like they all got better this week, even though I can't even tell you what the heck is wrong with them, but yeah, whatever the heck is wrong with them got a little bit better. As the old Chris Rock uh, stand-up routine, rub some Tussin. <laughs> rub some Tussin on it. Um, so anyways, get saying all that, uh, I, let's let's talk about score predictions here. Um, really going off the cuff here, I'm going to say uh, Ohio State 35, Wisconsin 13. Dang, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that yeah, I'm not gonna change. Uh, uh, I guess. Were you gonna say the same I was thing? Say 37, 13. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and and okay. bump mine up to to 16. I give another field goal. Um, I think they're gonna be scoring field goals, not touchdowns. Um, and so yeah, let me. I'll go 37 to 16. Ohio State winning the game. Okay. Uh, with their defense, but I think you know if our defense does have. Uh, you know, a bit of a letdown or not bringing the same intensity, I think you might see it translate as field goals for Wisconsin as opposed to touchdowns. So that game is 730 Eastern on NBC. 
And I wanted to check the spread. Ohio State is favored by 14 and a half as of right now. The over-under is 45 and a half. Uh, wanting to mention those things because coming up next after the break, we have our pick six. Um, just as a little teaser, bad week for me, great week for Phil, and uh, we are tied once again. So, post the shrug. <laughs> pick six is, yeah, pick six is coming up next. that time of the week that time of the show time for us to give you our pick six Phil picks three I pick three hopefully I pick all three of mine correctly this week uh, I'm, I'm sounding mellow because I went 0 for 3 last Damn. week uh, oh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, I uh my lock was UNC t- minus 23 and a half against UVA. UVA was playing playing inspired ball. <laughs> My toss-up Clemson was up by double digits in going into the fourth quarter. And uh, they laid an egg because they don't allow anybody from the transfer portal um, in during the during the offseason. Um I have no idea. I just made that up. I mean, I, I mean, I know that they don't they don't to do transfer portal players, but maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's part of the reason why they they laid that egg. But uh, Northwestern, um, that was just like I said uh, when I made that pick. I thought they were going to be able to beat Nebraska. Um, so I had twelve, and that gives me eleven because uh, when the lock does not hit, then you get minus one. So I'm sitting at eleven. With eleven points, Phil, you want to go ahead and go uh, ahead and gloat, man? No, no, gloat. I just wow, zero for three. I didn't know you could do that. Um, so as you mentioned, when the lock, if you miss your lock, that's minus one. If you get it right, then it's plus one. So for me, I got my lock right. I chose Rutgers minus four and a half. They covered that pretty easily. Uh, my toss up was Wisconsin. They also won. My upset. Here's the thing. Uh, yes, I'm happy I got two points from the other other picks. My upset is, is the, my best pick of the week. UCF came in as a 20-point underdog, and they had a chance to win that game. They ended up losing by two points. Uh, and so, yeah, I chose them as an outright winner, as we have to for our upset. And so I don't get any points for that. But to be honest, that was my pick of the week um, by far. And so I'm pretty – I'm very happy with how things worked out. Looking forward to – doing it again this week now that we're all tied up for the season yeah we're tied up you won last week which yeah means you get to go first yeah i did where are we going all right man so i'm gonna go um with uh the toss-up um toss-up as a reminder it has to be a spread three and a half or or lower a game that's supposed to be close. I'm going to choose a game in the SEC East um, between Tennessee and Kentucky. Kentucky is the home team. Kentucky, if you remember, had like 270 yards rushing against Florida, um, showing they are forced to be reckoned with in the SEC East. For that reason, I'm going with the Volunteers. Give me Tennessee minus three and a half as my toss-up. 
cementing themselves as the main challenger to Georgia in the East. All right, Tennessee, Rocky Top. Okay. Um, good pick. I like that pick. Thank you. Um, so I am going to basically um, right, right or wrong to um, one of our mutual friends, Matt. I picked against the clones uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm. And they were Shameful. playing against TCU. Shameful. And gotta say, uh, as he as he said when I back um, uh, when we were all living in the same city, uh, telling us about the great state of Iowa, I'm taking the Iowa State Cyclones to beat the Baylor Bears uh, this Saturday. Okay. Trailed off in the end, like you didn't sound too confident anymore in it. But uh, yeah, I was trying to think of, I was trying to think, I forgot where Baylor is. Waco, Waco, down in Waco, Waco, Texas. Never forget. Uh, so, um, good pick. Uh, three point spread, road dog, or no, road favorite actually, with the Iowa State. So, both picking road favorites in our toss ups. What you got for your next category, Hugie? I'm going to go with the upset. Um, there's a theme here, theme here for these first two picks. Uh, it's mutual friends. Um, going to the, uh, the biggest cocktail party mm. in the world down in Jacksonville. Give me the Gators upsetting Georgia. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in our, and just I didn't say if you've heard uh, previous episodes that mutual friend is uh, DJ. DJ, I'm sure is listening, and uh, I told him to uh, told him to bring me a win this week. So I don't think he said yes. Not I don't feel good about this pick. <laughs> say, when, you, when you asked him if they were going to win, did he say yes? I don't think so. I think he said no, he you know they're going to try their best. Uh, I think they might cover though. I do think that Florida. I would pick them to cover 14 yeah. and a half. That seems a bit much. If they can play the way they played against Tennessee, then they're better than a 14 and a half point dog. But obviously if they play like they played against Kentucky, then they'll lose by more. So that's definitely a game that uh, could go either way. Um, okay. So <clears throat> in terms of upsets, I got three words for you, Hugie. Do you believe? Give me Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes going into UCLA, the worst home field advantage in the Power Five. Uh, they're they're seventeen point underdogs, so um, definitely, and I'm choosing another big spread here. But I think this is the kind of um, game that I like Dion and the Buffaloes in. You know, not overhyped, not playing against the Goliath, but just another team that's, you know, ranked, um, but it's pretty flawed. We know UCLA has been shifting their quarterback situation. They were starting their true freshman, Dante Moore. He's, I feel like every time I see his stats, he's throwing at least two picks. Um, and so I, I'm pretty sure they're, they're not going to be starting him this game. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the Buffaloes can kind of 
they've they've gone from you know shocker to hype train to you know throw them in the dirt and this is the kind of game i think they can bounce back and kind of maybe surprise people to say actually we're not we're not amazing and we're also not terrible we're somewhere in between and i think an in-between team can beat ucla at home okay um great okay so next is the lock uh lock should be the best pick of the week Hugey once told me with his infinite wisdom and i feel like he has a losing record in his locks uh since that statement but listen my lock i'm gonna i'm gonna surprise myself here this is a team that i don't have a lot of confidence in overall but again i'm kind of picking them kind of in a down moment people aren't believing in them people aren't talking about them anymore but they still can even win their conference at this point talking about the usc trojans they're going on the road to play cal now cal can score some points um and we know usc's defense is booty but the spread's only 10 and a half i mean that's basically two touchdowns and you know in this game we're going to find out whether or not usc is packing it up and saying okay we're not going to the playoffs so we're not going to try anymore or we're going to see if they still want to play hard and get that Pac-12 championship, which is still on the table because their first loss was a non-conference loss. So in this game, I think I'm getting some value and some people already giving up on USC uh, with only being a 10 and a half point spread. So my lock USC minus 10 and a half at Cal. Minus 10 and a half. Okay. All right. Um, good luck on that one. Thank you very much. So for me, I'm I'm trying to pick between two teams, but I really feel like I could. I mean, either one of these games, either one of these teams, I choose. I could go with the hot hand. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the hand that is that is hot right now. That I don't think a lot of people gave this team a chance um, at the beginning of the season, given the way they were performing. This game is a night game, um, and I am going to go ahead and go with Oklahoma State minus seven and a half against the Cincinnati mm. Bearcats. I paused on that because I was also trying to think of uh, <laughs> where Oklahoma State is. Um, it's it's kind of still water. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, I know they're, I said they're close to Tulsa, but I know they're not in Tulsa. I would know if they were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shout out to Oklahoma. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Oklahoma. I've never been, but yeah, shout out to Oklahoma. Um, yeah, I think that, um, Oklahoma State is, is basically, um, hot at the right time. Um, I have a feeling. Let me just make sure I look here. This this could be a trap game, and why could this be a trap game? Because um, I believe next up. Oh, no, not not that I believe. I, I know now. That Do you believe their next game is <laughs> is not against Colorado? Their next game is against uh, OU, and so Bedlam is uh, happening next week, but. I'm going with OK State. Um, I had they have burned me before in a lock uh, last year. I definitely thought they were going to win. 
I just don't think Cincinnati is that good. And I feel like with seven and a half, I really feel like Oklahoma State can can get uh, a touchdown plus victory for me. So having said that, starting off as a recap, um, let me go ahead and, and share my screen real quick. Right, quick. Um, Oklahoma State, minus seven and a half against the Cincinnati Bearcats. I'm going with uh, the Clones. Give me Iowa State against Baylor uh, on the road in Waco for that game. And then for my upset, like I said, biggest cocktail party in the world. Give me the Gators over the Dogs. Uh, Okay. For my lock, I'm taking USC Southern Cal over Cal, minus 10.5. My toss-up is Tennessee on the road, getting the win against Kentucky. And my upset, I've got Coach Prime and the Buffs uh, stomping out UCLA on the road. And there you have it. There's pick six. Um, Our six picks for the week. And, uh, and yeah, man, you can uh, find us uh, on social media, on TikTok <laughs> and Instagram at BIA.pod uh, and on YouTube at BIA, perfect timing, my computer's time, at BIA underscore pod. Uh, and then find us definitely to listen to the podcast either on Apple or Spotify. Everything that Phil said, I was trying to pull up the script. It's an inside joke. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Have a great week. Enjoy the games. OH. I O. Come